Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, who knows what I do? Joining me today, he is my co-host on the Unpops Music Podcasts, which you should be listening to if you're not. He is also the co-host of a fantastic podcast called Look Good for the Boys. I'm sure he'll tell you more about that at the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Sell. Also joining me, she is a frequent listener of the podcast, which would explain why she's so nice to me and Andy on this episode. She's also studying to be a lawyer which means she knows way more about the stuff we're going to talk about than me and Andy ever could. Ladies and gentlemen, Rebecca Stewart. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, Ooh, my favorite co-host of all. No co-host. But I do have a couple of guests. Like Andy's here. Andy. Andy Sal. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I talked over my own last name. Let's we're gonna have to do the whole thing. Okay, again. let's Hi. take it from the top. Andy Sell. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hello. Not exactly the top, just the top of that one part yeah, where the top, I said the top your of the name. bottom. The top of the, the the top of the bottom. Everyone knows Andy Sell. Everyone in the world. <laughs> knows Andy so it's look I can't be alone too many people know me he needs needs no introduction also joining us for the second time right you've been on another podcast yep. before Rebecca Stewart how's it going Hi guys so excited to be back here we are excited to have you Rebecca is studying to be some kind of lawyer or something to quote Jay-Z I and, like to be fancy. And that is not the only time Jay-Z is going to come up on this podcast, because uh, we're talking about justice today. One of my favorite topics. Man, justice is great, usually. I mean, the police When it suck. happens. David Justice? Yes, yes. We're talking okay. about <laughs> former, former Mr. Halle Berry, David Justice. There's a lot happening in lawsuit news these days. So we're going to talk about some of them that are happening right now. Like this first one, the baby on the Nevermind album cover is suing Nirvana for child porn. It's amazing that that baby is still a baby to this day <laughs> and that it can file lawsuits. That blows my boss, mind. It's a boss baby. Grunge, grunge baby. Sure is. I should. I forgot to mention, we're talking about a bunch of lawsuits, but none that involve the Texas abortion law because that feels like it needs to be its own episode as opposed to just shoehorning it in here because uh pretty important yeah that's a whole thing that's uh that's a little bigger than than the baby from the Nevermind cover <laughs> <laughs> i mean to each their own 
We Although, all have our you, opinions. Rebecca wrote up a whole thing about, can I link people to that? People can read that, oh, right? Oh, go for it. Um, And I'll just, normal caveat, anyone who saw me on the last episode, I am not an attorney licensed to practice law in any of the 50 states. What I am doing on here is commenting on what I know about the law, but this is not legal advice. Do not take legal advice from a podcast. Well, you can take it from me. <laughs> from Adam all day, every day. Yeah, because I've been not doing. Not from me. I've been doing podcasts for a while, so I think I'm pretty much an <laughs> you know, authority on most things. I was going to say this throws a wrench in my plans to start a new podcast <laughs> entitled "Legal Advice from Me, Andy Sell." Please take it. You guys go for it, but at some point, I would actually like to be licensed to practice law, and they frown <laughs> upon me doing that. So. I don't even I'm trying have to a, stay out of trouble. I don't even I mean, have I, a driver's license. What do I need a law license for? <laughs> I feel license. like they're a bunch of narcs. And... Yeah, licenses are for the feds, <laughs> not the feds. So yeah, let's let's talk about this crazy ass <laughs> lawsuit. The, the baby's name Spencer Eldon, and he's he's an adult now. He is approximately as old as Nirvana's Nevermind album. In fact, right off the bat, I don't know that I would be a Nirvana fan if I had known that baby's name was Spencer. Right. Yeah, Just saying. it's a you weird probably, Spencer. I've, I probably would have been like, oh, Spencer. Mm, never mind. If you know what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> not, what do you mean? I I'm gonna, I, well, I mean, I'm going to listen to Pearl Jam instead. Oh, I'll sue you for that. <laughs> Tough choice. Yeah, I hate Pearl Jam. So, yeah, he's he's suing the band on federal child pornography charges jesus fucking christ which is wild that's it that's so enormous that is that's so that is such a disproportionate thing yeah especially when you take into account that when they were arguing over whether this album cover should be uh, censored or not yeah Kurt Cobain wanted to put a sticker over the kids' gens that says, if this picture offends you, you're probably a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the chances Spencer Eldon's a pedophile? Pro- he's probably not. That's he's- probably taking it a little far. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say I know for a fact that he is a pedophile. <laughs> Bold I'm stance. Gonna, I'm just going to make a hyperbolic accusation right now. Because well, it is, it's it's crazy that like federal federal child pornography charges. Like, does he understand the implications of that? Like, I feel like that's that's opening a door that can't be closed. You know. Well, the problem is, is there's really no other avenue for him to try and recover any kind of money from them, given that you know the yeah. album's thirty years old. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Has he considered maybe paying someone to kill Dave Grohl? And collecting on the insurance money, because that's how Courtney Love did it, and it worked for her. Well, well she... isn't there also the theory that he has that spear of destiny, and then Spencer could just take it, and perhaps his art would do better? <laughs> I think so. I think I've heard that, yeah. That's my think... favorite Nirvana album, Nirvana and the Spear of Destiny. <laughs> it's that fourth one that never came out. Uh, that's the one where Kurt Cobain was in a fridge, right? What? That's exactly. a real look. That was that was there was like six <laughs> different layers to that reference that yeah. I feel like honestly nobody understands. So I, I apologize. Yeah, you're gonna have to listen to Heart Shape Pod, and I can't tell you what episode it was that <laughs> that came up on. So you're just gonna have to listen to all of it to figure out what Andy's talking about. I will say the reason Spencer can't get someone to kill Dave Grohl is that. There's just never a Guns N' Roses roadie around when he needs one. <laughs> They're friends now, Dave Grohl and Axl Rose. Dave Grohl just performed uh, Paradise City with Guns N' Roses on stage somewhere, which uh, <laughs> fun, I guess. So I mean, that sounds yeah, that sounds like a good time. 
he's he's alleging that the band, its members, their estates, their management, the photographer, and the record companies that distributed the album have all violated federal child pornography statute. I probably don't need to tell people this, but 18 USC 2252A. Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Uh, that that is, old chestnut. That is information <laughs> that comes directly from Rebecca. What I found interesting, he's not suing his parents, and they were there. Right. That's... Also, all the other parents who were in the pool as well. There were multiple children who were photographed that day. Also, they made money off it. So, like, shouldn't his parents be, like, indicted on federal child pornography laws? Well, like... that, what's interesting, particularly about the fact that his parents got paid, is part of the complaint, he alleges that there was no agreement that his parents never consented for the image to be used in the way that it was used. However, they brought their kids to a place. They knew that they were going to be photographed. They knew those photographs were going to be used and they were paid for them. So even if there isn't paperwork, and I, I, I'm very skeptical that a record label would not have the yeah. rights to a photo they use, uh, there's an implied contract that that photographer had the rights to those pictures. So it is, it is important and interesting that they were in fact paid and you could argue profited as a result of the child pornography yeah. as well. Well, he's also been profiting off of it, right? Like for the he spent oh, the, yeah. his entire life like getting money so that, to reenact the photo with people and shit. Like getting money, he received a prestigious internship directly because he was the baby on the Nevermind album. Mm, I didn't know that. Where was that at? Um. So the the uh, artist who did the Obama Hope photo. Oh yeah, he Shepherd interned Ferry, with him. Right? Shepherd Ferry. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, he is a huge Nirvana fan, and that was the reason that Spencer got an internship with him was because he found out he was the Nevermind baby. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, this guy, man, it opened a lot of doors. He's. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure every time he got laid had something to do with it too. <laughs> yeah, I like the part where he's like, "There's no one in the world who hasn't seen my genitals." It's like it's your baby dick. Calm down. Yeah. Does it still look <laughs> like that? Because if so, then I understand. But yeah, he's he's uh, the statute allows victims to bring civil action against perpetrators to collect up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. That's not that much money. I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone handed me one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I'd be ecstatic. Well, so this is why it's important who he sued. It's per perpetrator. So each member of the band, the photographer, everyone he's named is individually could be liable for up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's why he's suing everyone i want only chris novoselic to have to pay because he seems right. like he's turning into kind of a right-wing asshole yeah yeah chris sucks he should have to pay just because he's an asshole yeah and because he's so tall you can't be that tall and play in a rock band six seven learn sports jesus fucking geek uh <laughs> Whoa. So, so the specific <laughs> allegations, uh, the photos were sexually graphic. This is a weird one. The photographer, quote, activated Spencer's gag reflex before throwing him underwater in poses highlighting and emphasizing Spencer's exposed genitals. What? I don't, do you, yeah. I don't understand. There's like a causality in that sentence that is missing for me. Uh, I, 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 what? And how do you remember that? You were a baby. Is there video? I don't know. I, I have to imagine he's going based on stories he's been told his, over his the years. Mom, yeah, probably something his mom says about it. How did they activate that gag reflex? I guess that part would be important. Oh, yeah, no, that's we a good question. Did they, did they burp him? Is that what happened? <laughs> they just... 
He also alleges these actions were done to ensure the album cover would trigger a visceral sexual response. All right, this guy might be a pedophile. I, you have to, if you're saying this, you are, you have to be a pedophile. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, I don't want to accuse him of being a pedophile. Like, I'll accuse uh, him. Okay. Spencer yeah. Elton's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to, I'm going to get sued now, aren't I? So, By this guy, I, yeah. <laughs> I would say that in filing the complaint, you have to read certain specificity rules to kind of show the strength. And I think they're using that language intentionally to kind of mirror what the statutes and the case law requires to say, Mm. obviously, of course, anyone would think that. And in reality, you're like, it's it's a picture of a kid in the pool. No one thinks that. Yeah. (laughs) Are my parents guilty of producing child pornography because there are photos of me as a baby with my dick out? Like, What about America's Funniest Home Videos? Oh my God, Bob Saget's going to prison. Yeah, I mean, probably, just not for that, Bob Saget. Well, and that's, that's where you get into the issue, and this is where I ended up doing my least favorite deep dive into case law ever, is where uh, is that line? Yeah. Um, and it, the line is, is, are you making it, because your kid's cute and you want to document their life, or are you making it with the intent that a certain population will find this arousing and you're going to sell that to this population so a lot of it has to do with the intent of the person make taking the photograph at that time seems Um, like it's going to be a hard case to prove it is if i really can't see any again uh this photo is in the museum of modern art i i think you're going to have a hard time finding a group of individuals who are going to agree with you that this was pornography that huge record labels have been distributing this pornography for 30 plus years and nobody has done anything yeah rebecca what's the dose test is that how you pronounce it d-o-s yes so that's the dose test dose is the um the leading case on this issue and so it's essentially the case that instructs all other courts so on what they need to look at it's the dose with the most <laughs> <laughs> good job andy yeah, that's Absolutely. why I'm here. Uh, so the famous case is dosed. The ruling that came out of that gave us six factors that we have to look at when we're looking at. And what are those six factors? I know they're long. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to read the legal language because I'm not. Do it. I'm, I'm still learning how to talk about this without using technical terms. So apologies in advance if anything I say yes, doesn't make sense. Yes, all apologies. Yes. Hey! So... What you're looking at is whether the focal point of the visual depiction of is on the child's genital area or pubic area, whether the setting of the visual depiction is sexually destruct- suggestive based on the place or the pose, um, whether the child is depicted in an unnatural pose, in inappropriate attire, considering the age of the, the child, whether the child is fully, partially clothed or nude whether the visual description depiction suggests sexual coyness or a willingness to engage in sexual activity and whether the visual depiction is intended or designed to elicit a sexual response in the viewer and what's important about these tests is you're looking at these at on the whole so maybe it meets one or two but you really need to look at all six factors in the context of the photo it seems like it doesn't meet any of those criteria so, except for the kid I, I being think, nude i think i think i think the kid being nude and then three because babies can't swim 
So yes, they can. It is it is unnatural for him to be in a swimming pool chasing a Babies dollar can bill. Totally swim. Have babies you not don't seen know the what a dollar is. Babies don't know what a dollar is. The baby's so, not going to be reaching for a dollar. Andy brings up a good point. One of the factors that they're probably going to be really pushing is whether the visual description suggests sexual coyness or willing to gauge in sexual activity. If you look at the complaint, they allege. That and it, again, I it's what they've got to go on, but they're suggesting that the photo makes him look like a prostitute oh. going for money. Oh my god! Wow! Oh, wow! I I think it's a stretch to get there, but that's really what they're harping on: is it makes him look like a prostitute who is swimming towards the money. I mean, this lawsuit makes him look like a prostitute <laughs> that's swimming towards the money. <laughs> That whole image is quite a metaphor for what this guy turned out to be. Yeah, my favorite is number five, whether the visual depiction suggests sexual coyness or a willingness to engage in sexual activity. Whoever looked at that album cover and was like, that baby's trying to fuck. No right? one. No one. It's a thirsty baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why it's in all that water. Yeah, it's going to drink <laughs> that whole pool up. And yeah, the suit's probably going to fail. Mostly because yeah. Spencer Eldon has just wholeheartedly embraced this situation for his entire life. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, nope, it's child porn. Well, and what he said about it is, is like, wait, are you trying to undermine your own case with what you're saying? Yeah. Do you, do you mean the, the thing about when his feelings started to change? Yeah. <laughs> How do you even put that? Like, that's the quiet part. You, you don't, don't say yeah, that exactly. out loud. You don't say that. You write that in your diary, and then you hide the diary. You don't tell anyone this. Yeah, he said his feelings about the photo started to change, quote, just a few months ago when I was reaching out to Nirvana to see if they wanted to be part of my art show. He was referred to lawyers and managers, and then he says, why am I still on their cover if I'm not that big of a deal? <laughs> Fucking What? You know how they change cover albums all the time for an album that's already been released? Yeah. yeah. Airbrushing former members me, out, things like you're gonna, that. Yeah. You're going to take me seriously when I <laughs> sue you for child pornography. Jesus. Uh, Spencer Elton, I got one thing to say to you. I swear that you don't have a case. No, you don't have a case. <laughs> it's a nir- that's a Nirvana reference. It was a good one. Thanks. <laughs> it's all, it's <laughs> re- literally all I'm going to bring to this today. Yeah, he also he also has called the picture no big deal, and he said, I am glad they chose me in various interviews. This is insane. Yeah. Like, this is such an audacious claim. What I love is Nirvana is now releasing a 30th anniversary edition of Nevermind. Because it just turned 30 yesterday. Yes. And they are still putting Spencer Eldon's little baby penis on that cover. <laughs> he wants them not to, and they're like, fuck off, kid. Put your dick wherever we want. Nope, I don't want to say it like that. that doesn't sound right. <laughs> they should. But... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh not well, whatever. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Never mind. Oh well, whatever. Never mind. I mean, I'm more... you also have to imagine these are enormous record companies with entire legal departments. They are not afraid of one baby dick <laughs> getting sued by a baby dick. They that should have been listed as the person filing the suit, Spencer Eldon's baby dick. That's the name of my next band, by the way. It's <laughs> a great band name. So, yeah, this probably isn't going to work. I'm most offended that Nirvana is putting out another anniversary edition of Nevermind. What, they yeah. just released one five years ago. Yeah. And it was really cool. I have the CD version. And uh, it's, it's like art. 
It's got this big book with it. It's got five discs. And now they're putting out another one that just has a bunch of concerts attached to it. It's like, I'm not paying for that. I have to draw a line somewhere. At some point, every Nirvana concert just starts to sound the same. And yeah. uh, I, don't know if I don't know if we need it. But, uh, I don't know. I'm tempted to buy it now that they're being sued over it. What if it? What if the new it's one? It's the lawsuit album now. What if the cover is just a close up of his dick this time around? <laughs> They're like, "Come at me, bro." I would love that so much. I'm sure he he has to have like a dick pic floating around out there. Like he has for oh, sure sent yeah a dick pic, and I want them to like find that and then Photoshop his current dick pick dick over his baby dick on the album cover and then release that as the yeah. 30th anniversary because you know if he's packing a huge hog he's probably put together like a how it started versus how it's going <laughs> mean or something he's, like that oh, he, he's done the morph effect with it in a gif <laughs> i think the 25th anniversary when he for like the fifth time recreated the photo he bemoaned that he wanted to do it nude and the photographer was like no i don't want to see you naked (laughs) maybe that's why he's suing oh you don't like my dick anymore (laughs) that's what his whole art show was that he wanted them to be involved in just dick pics just more artistic pictures of his dick dave Grohl wanted no part of it now here we are crazy so yeah, that's probably not going to work. But uh, let's talk about another music-related lawsuit that isn't really about music. Is this even a lawsuit? Uh, they filed a petition. I don't know if that's the same thing. I ain't no lawyer. It's it's not really a suit. Um, they're suing for information. So in a way, it's a suit, but it's specifically for the release of these records. The person doing this is Jay-Z in a roundabout sort of way. Uh, everyone knows he's the head of an entertainment company well, called he- Rock Nation. He loves releasing records. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's a I'm good CMO. point. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is all I've got today. What I did not know is there is a criminal justice division of Rock Nation called That's, Team Rock. That is the best thing I've ever heard. I mean, good for him. He's got the money. Use it wisely. Yeah, especially because the the organizations they're going after seem to mostly be cops and police departments. In this case, they filed a petition seeking records from the Kansas City PD related to, quote, a history of officer misconduct within the department. Twist. Twist. Kansas City, Kansas, not Kansas City, Missouri. The cool one. Mm. It's the shitty one. I mean, no, I'm not going to say Kansas City, Missouri is shitty. I fucking love that place. We've done a bunch of shows there. People are great. Barbecue's wonderful. I went to a Royals game. Oh, man, uh, let me tell you about night and day. Going to a Royals game versus a Dodgers game. Yeah. Guess which one you feel like you might die at. It's not I was going to say, game. I got to imagine a significantly fewer violent arrests at that game. Yeah, yeah. It was real. Uh, games are fun. Yeah, we were. I went with Chet Wild. We were touring, and uh, we had a, a little time off, so we decided to go see the Royals get their fucking brakes beat off them by the Yankees. <laughs> and man, you pull up, they're just like, "Here is our plentiful parking. It's all free. Park wherever you would like." Uh, it's just so nice. You don't have to walk. Listen, going to Dodger Stadium is a hike, like a literal hike. Yeah. You have to yeah. go up the steepest hill. I almost killed Vanessa Gritton taking her to a Dodgers game once because we got to the top of that hill and she was in poor shape, but she survived. It's fine. Sue me. So this, this filing claims that the department failed for 
decades to hold officers accountable for misconduct, including planning evidence, fabricating witnesses, and soliciting sex from victims and witnesses. That's a lot. That's, yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound like the police at all. Yeah, this is no. why there's no this is why there's no violence at the Royals game because it's all the cops fucking doing the violence. Exactly. It also alleges that department officials refused to provide Team Rock. <laughs> I love saying Team Rock. <laughs> uh, it's what's well, spelled R O C as well. So to me, I'm just picturing Charles S. Dutton, <laughs> <laughs> like with a baseball bat. <laughs> Sorry. It also alleges that department officials refused to provide Team Rock with complaints filed against the department's investigative division, reports or internal investigations against an officer who has a history of abuse allegations and policies relating to supervising detectives. Kansas City PD says they have given Team Rock a lot of files, but that the (laughs) Kansas Open Records Act doesn't require the release of personnel records and criminal investigation files. And it seems like that's what the the sticking point is here. Yeah, they're trying is, to change the precedent, right? Like Yeah, they want these files to be released in spite of that law because yeah. uh, they are arguing that they're very important files that the public should know about. I would agree with that. I I also just enjoy the argument of like, well, we gave them all the stuff that's not incriminating. What more could you want from us? <laughs> well, you want us to give you the stuff you want? Come on, we don't do that. They just are, because it's the stuff you want. It has nothing to do with whether it's incriminating or not. Okay, I mean, it. look. They are particularly interested in files pertaining to a former detective named Roger Golubsky, who just sounds like a corrupt cop. Yeah. That name, that probably means corrupt cop in Polish or something. <laughs> He's been accused of sexually abusing mostly minority and poor women and framing people for crimes they did not commit. He and others have been sued by a man named Lamonte McIntyre, who was freed from prison in 2017 after his conviction was vacated. He'd served 23 years in prison by that point. He alleges Golubsky targeted him for arrest after his mother refused the detective's sexual demands. Yikes. Yeah. Horrifying. Which mother? The detective's mother? Was he trying to have sex with his own mom? And he's so frustrated, he goes out and arrests someone that she wouldn't because she wouldn't do it. That would yeah. be gross. Yeah, th- <laughs> as opposed to the other thing. Yeah, totally fine the other way. Yeah. Oh uh, God. I mean, look. Uh, yeah, this all checks out. This all. Yeah, seems, this. This all seems like what happens. This seems like a slightly more reasonable lawsuit than. The Spencer Eldon case. Oh, yeah. Well, and yeah. good on Team Rock for trying to get this stuff out there so that people are aware. I mean, this happens when no one is being held accountable. And if it means publishing what's been found and what's happened to get this to stop, then good for them. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a, a noble pursuit that I did not know Jay-Z was engaging in. I'm going to be honest, it changes my whole opinion about him being Illuminati. Now I think <laughs> right? maybe he is not. Beyonce still, for sure. But Jay-Z's just wrapped up in that because they're married. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it's whatever. If you're framing well, people have for a rule not... where only one can be in it. Yeah, Oh. Yeah. Yeah, plausible like no, deniability. No, well, it's I yeah. mean, here's what it is. It's no no couples in the Illuminati because you don't need couple energy in there. Like, you know, like they start bringing you into their drama, you know. Yeah. Or they start like sticking with each other against everybody and it's just it's a bad it's a bad scene, you know. Yeah, things are fine, then you have kids and the wife gets all squeamish about 
eating kids' adrenal glands and things. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's... grow up, Beyonce. It's what then, you have to do to be famous. <laughs> suddenly, the thing that we've been doing, you know, forever is now a big deal. But hey, if you're framing people because their mom won't fuck you, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't get it, Andy. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> We gave you 99 records, but you can't have this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I'm... That's that's my favorite Jay-Z song, just because of the line where the police say, we'll see how smart you are when the canines come. And he says, I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. He's talking about the dog. Yeah. So good. Wordplay. It's so, so great. Good. Uh, so yeah, I've, I don't... Is this going to work? You think this will work, Rebecca? You think they're going to get these Probably. files? I So um, not being familiar with Kansas City, Kansas, I have to imagine that the foundation's got a lot more money behind it than they do. So probably it tends to win out. Yeah. Jay-Z's got some cash. I would yeah. not want to be sued by Jay-Z. It'd be like getting sued by Oprah. You know right. you're going to lose that. Uh, So yeah, that's that's happening. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Let's talk about this, <laughs> this next case. This one also this involves the bananas. The, this also involves law enforcement. This one, yeah, this one is this one's pretty wild. Back in March, the FBI executed search and seizure warrants at U.S. Private Vaults, a safe deposit box company located in Beverly Hills. During that raid, they confiscated nearly. million in cash and millions more in jewelry and gold and other valuables from 369 nice Nice. safe deposit boxes. Nice. They claim the owners of the cash and valuables were engaged in criminal activity and the confiscations were justified. But if you can believe this, they haven't provided anyone with any evidence of this. What? No. The FBI? The FBI not showing their work? Never. It seems like what they did, this company was indicted on charges of selling drugs, laundering money, and carrying out cash transactions meant to dodge detection. So it seems like what the FBI did was go, okay, well, they've been indicted. We can just go in and take everything in there. Yeah, yeah. That's and that is what sure they did. What happened, yeah. And what's crazy is the warrant that allowed them to go in and do this specifically said that you can't open these boxes and look at what's inside them. And the FBI did that exact thing. And then they were like, well, prove to you, prove you're innocent if you want it back. Well, they were they were authorized to the extent that all law enforcement is authorized to inventory so that they don't get sued for stealing your shit. Ah. So it's similar to like if you get if you get pulled over and you're arrested, they impound your car. They have to do an inventory of your vehicle so that you can't come back and say, wait a minute, I had 20 grand in the trunk. Where'd that money go? I'm sure that process is flawless. And- oh, it's, yeah. you know, it yeah. never leads to additional problems for anyone. They never find things that the defendant wasn't aware was in their vehicle prior. It's it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah that- well, because they're writing it down, you know, nobody's yeah. ever 
lied while writing something down. No, a police officer lie no. on an official document? How dare you suggest such a thing? No, a fed especially. <laughs> That's one of my favorite details about the mystery around uh, the death of Nancy Spungen, who was uh, Sid Vicious's Sid. girlfriend. Uh, it comes up a bunch that they had like $3,000 in cash in the room and that that went missing. And they're like, well, who took that? I'm like, I don't know. The 70s NYPD, maybe? They probably <laughs> took that immediately. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, the, the company in question, they've been indicted. They haven't said anything publicly about those specific charges, but they are challenging the government's seizure of their customers' belongings, which that's cool of them. Yeah. They could, they could just be like, hey, fucking you deal with the FBI. We got our own problems. And uh, the box holders have filed a dozen lawsuits over the seizures, and one of them seems like it made some progress. U.S. District Judge R. Gary Klausner issued a temporary restraining order blocking the FBI from confiscating some of the valuables it seized, saying the government violated the box owner's rights. One of the people they took money from, uh, Joseph Ruiz, who is a 47-year-old unemployed food service worker who had his $57,000 in life savings stored there. This is the thing, because it's like you hear a private vault company in Beverly Hills and like, you know, the thousands of dollars, etc. And you're like, oh, fuck them. I don't care. Like, it's rich. Be I don't honestly, I don't give a shit. Like, it's the people that live in Beverly Hills that are going to be using this company are rich people. And sure, a bunch of them probably are involved in criminal shit. I don't care. But then it's like, oh, this there, you know, the real people live in Beverly Hills, too, I guess, or, or at least work there. Yeah. So, you know, 47 year old food service worker with his life savings. It's like, fuck, well, this is just probably a regular guy. Yeah. And if there, there are a bunch of other examples of them taking stuff from people like one of the couples just had they had bought a bunch of silver to, you know, put away uh, for their retirement. And they kept it at this place. And the FBI was like, where'd you get all that silver? It's like, what kind of crimes are happening involving bricks of silver? Werewolf crimes, Adam. Werewolf (laughs) crimes. Yeah. What if we are just overrun with werewolves now because of this? Well, the FBI has long been infiltrated by werewolf operatives. So that's probably why they're trying to get the silver. That is a show I would watch. Werewolf (laughs) FBI. Werewolf feds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to see that. Because, I mean, they're already monsters. Why not make them real monsters? (laughs) Well, and another couple that I was like, ooh... That was a mistake of you to do it. One couple, the wife is a family law attorney who had a backup of her work computer on a drive stored there. And you're like, ooh, yeah, you don't think she's going to sue you immediately yeah. for that? Yeah. Yeah. And she's going to win, obviously. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this is nuts how they just took everything from people without any rhyme or reason to it. Well, the whole thing, right, this is, this is, this plays into the idea of like, asset forfeiture civil forfeiture which is like Mm -hmm. that's a horrifying thing when you like learn anything about that it's like this shouldn't this period straight up shouldn't be happening at all and the fact that it still does like opens up shit like this where they i mean it's just crazy that the warrant that they had said don't do this they did it anyway i don't know it's i don't like any of it i hate the fucking feds period what i find particularly interesting this is a This sounds like, from the complaint, a pretty interesting uh, company in that they did not have access to any of their client safety deposit boxes. So unlike a bank in which they might have a master key, 
This place did not. They had biometric locks and their customers were the only ones who had access to it. So if you're investigating specifically the company, they don't have, it's not like a bank where maybe they could store things in a customer's vault as a way to hide it. These people had no access to their customers and their customers had no reason to believe that anything would be hidden in there. So what... What are you doing so going after their boxes? Yeah, there's like literally no connection between the criminal enterprises of this company and the possessions of its of its clientele. Like it just doesn't Exactly. There's no there's no link. So to to just in, to manufacture this link is is I mean it's, you know, it's WMDs in Iraq shit. It's like Yeah, and that's one of the things the FBI said is well, mm-hmm. all of their customers are criminals too. And it's like citation needed. Like, yeah. They didn't <laughs> They didn't <laughs> prove that in any way. They're just like, yeah, we got a hunch. We're going to take all this shit. And uh, yeah, this is a quote from Robert Frommer, who is the attorney for the four box holders. Government officials can't permanently take your property without first saying what you've done wrong. This ruling should lead the FBI to abandon its efforts to steal over $85 million through civil forfe- forfeiture. You hear this a lot in traffic stops, too. Police will pull someone over and they're like, well, you don't look like you should have $10,000. Yeah. So there there was, uh, there's this show. It makes me so angry. It's called 60 Days In. And they did an episode somewhere in Kentucky where all, all episode long or all season long, they're like, we have a lot of cartel activity. We are, uh, you know, we really have to crack down on that. You don't see a single cartel member at all in this show what you do see is the police just being shitty to poor people and in one case they follow this guy that they swear is one of the biggest drug dealers in town and they raid his house and he's got a personal use amount of weed and ten thousand dollars and they're like well how'd you get ten thousand dollars he's like i own several businesses and they're like we're taking that money till you can prove that you're supposed to have it. And like, how do you prove it? Like, what do you, I mean, I guess there's financial records you could produce, but why should you have to? But yeah, nuts. that's the whole thing is that like law enforcement, uh, you know, and um, law enforcement will just act on whatever they do. And it's like, well, now the onus is on the person they victimized to do all the work to try to undo what they did. That's yeah. that's literally how it all works and how it all always has worked, where it's just like, they can do whatever they want, mostly based on the idea that you're not going to that it's going to be too difficult and time consuming for you to fight it. Yeah, and it it seems like there's progress being made because all of this happened back in June and then in August there were all these headlines about how the FBI returned a bunch of the property. But if you look into it, they returned the property of like half a dozen people's boxes. And remember, they seized 369. Again, nice. Nice. <laughs> But that leaves a whole lot of boxes out there that the FBI is still just uh, holding on to. And they still haven't proved any of these people are criminals. Well, and going back to the cash thing, a lot of people forget that um, if you don't have a regular stream of income, if you don't meet certain requirements that banks have for you to have an account without paying fees... A lot of times it is just easier to not have a bank account so you're not paying all of these fees to have a checking account or savings account. And so particularly people who don't have a lot of money or steady stream of income 
cash is all they still deal with. And to be able to use that as an excuse, and they frequently do, to suspect someone of criminal activity, it's just an easy way to keep poor people in the system. Mm -hmm. Or even if you just don't trust banks in general for any one of a lot of fucking reasons, or you have an ethical problem with how banks operate, especially if you've seen, you know, what the banks have done in the, I don't know, since the beginning of the country, Um, you know, you there, there, there's that too. Like, there's that too. Like, you you can just not use a bank, and that's your own fucking business. Well, not just that. What if you don't trust yourself? Like, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. someone handed yeah. me sixty thousand dollars, I know I would be way more responsible with it if I locked it in a vault in Beverly Hills and could only access it if I drove up there, as opposed to it just laying around in my bank account that I I can access at any time. That's yeah, there's all sorts of reasons why you would do this that don't involve being a criminal. Or yeah, just, have- you know, being involved in a legitimate business that the federal government still deems to be illegal and forces you to not have a bank account for your income because it's mm-hmm. illegal on the yeah. federal side of things. Yeah. Like there are several weed businesses in California that probably fall under that. And in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Michigan, please. Mil- excuse me. In Michigan, We are not recreational, so... A lot of armed guards guarding all those places. Those used to, those were my favorite weed stores. They oh shut them all God. down the in ones LA. With the but, guys with fucking assault rifles standing in yeah yeah, and they would just have like one jar of shady weed in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. Well, the so. ones here, it's uh, you enter a room and it looks like you're about to be interrogated, and so you give your ID and all your yeah. information. You're like, oh man, I'm gonna get arrested. And then you walk in, it looks like an Apple store on the inside. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 I usually do delivery now. I'm too lazy to go to weed stores. There's so many good delivery spots I don't, in LA. I don't use marijuana anymore because I live in a state where marijuana is mm. illegal and I obey all the rules because I'm a good boy. That makes sense. Yeah. Don't make a seizure shit, Andy. <laughs> hey, speaking of government unpleasantness, let's, let's get into the first of two Donald Trump related lawsuits because talking about that guy never gets old. Uh, do we have to, can we just not ever again? Can we just throw him? Can he get eaten by sharks? Pretty please. Yeah, I saw an interview with him recently where they asked what would stop him from running for president in 2024. And he said, an especially bad call from a doctor. So if there are any doctors out there who have <laughs> Trump's phone number, please call and tell him he has a debil- debilitating disease yeah, or, of some sort. Or just give him a debilitating disease and then call him and tell him he has the debilitating disease that you gave him. That's one of the things the CIA was looking into with MK Ultra is can they convince someone that they have a disease? disease that they don't really have and then like promise to cure them if they help i don't know if that ever got off the ground i'm sure probably just yeah so uh, trump is suing his estranged niece mary trump and the new york times over a 2018 story about his family's wealth and tax practices anyone read mary trump's book no no it is fascinating and it's also very short I have this whole uh, thing with her where I'm like, just change your last name, please. Like, (laughs) why should she have to? If you read that, if you read that book, you will understand why she fucking hates the Trump family. They were garbage to her. And Trump and his dad basically bullied her dad into killing himself because he wasn't he didn't have the killer instinct that Donald Trump had. So they just he was a nice person. Yeah, Yeah. he was a good dude who drank himself to death at the age of 40 because his father and brother just fucking harassed him to death. And then 
they cut his kids out of the will because uh, out of Fred Trump's will because they were like, well, your dad's dead. You're not family anymore. Why do we have to give you any money? And like everyone in the family sided with that decision, even like people she had been close to, her grandmother, who was like her best friend growing up, got mad at her for filing this lawsuit. And uh, did anyone read the New York Times story about Trump's taxes? I can't. Everything's on a fucking paywall now. Oh, I don't think that story was behind a paywall. Okay. It's wild. They they were basically... Oh, this is the story from a few years ago, right? Yes, yeah. 2018. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 I read that one. Where they were basically inflating the cost of goods and things that they needed to run their business and then funneling that money to their kids. And they were basically doing it to evade taxes. And man, did no one care about that story at all. Well, I would say... The New York district attorney cared about that because that was part of how they ended up filing the suits they have started filing against the organization. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, hopefully that shit pans out. Um, that will be a key to our analysis of this lawsuit later on, just a preview. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, when Mary Trump published her book, she revealed that she was the source of this information. It, up to that point, it was pretty un, unknown who did it and uh she copped to all of that in the book which again i cannot recommend that book enough because she is a uh i believe a psychiatrist or a Mm -hmm. licensed therapist or something but she really goes deep talking about what kind of mental issues trump probably has because the the title alone compelling yeah yeah and the the word that gets thrown around or the phrase that gets thrown around about trump a lot is malignant narcissist And she's like, no, it's much worse than that. It's so much worse than that. And it seems like it is. Yeah. It's it's really because you don't get this kind of insight into what Trump was like growing up usually. And she was there for all of it. So it's it's a very good book. But this lawsuit is accusing her of breaching a settlement agreement by disclosing these tax records that she received in a dispute over the estate of Fred Trump. Because she ended up suing after she was cut out of the will uh, to try and get her family involved in that will again. Trump's lawsuit also names three investigative reporters, Susanna Craig, David Barstow, and Russell Butner. They are all accused of quote, relentlessly seeking out Mary Trump as a source of information and convincing her to turn over documents. So they were being investigative reporters? They were being journalists. They were doing journalism. Oh, God, sue them. Yeah, that's that's insane. And it also claims they were motivated by a personal vendetta against Trump and a desire to push a political agenda. Which is what? That our president shouldn't evade taxes? What kind of? I mean, it's a strong political stance. It really divides the nation. (laughs) And oddly enough, it does. Uh, This is so funny coming from a guy who treated the entire office as if it were a machine for his personal vendettas. Like, and and I'm talking about pushing a political agenda. It's like, yeah, that's. I mean, that's literally name a person that isn't doing that in some way. Like, it's all, it, none of this makes any any sense. Anything he says, it's all fucking word salad. I love this next quote from the lawsuit. It uh, claims the defendants engaged in an insidious plot to obtain confidential and highly sensitive records, which they exploited for their own benefit and utilized as a means of falsely legitimizing their publicized works. And they could have just published those records. And people would have been like, oh, yeah, this is bad. Yeah. Like, they didn't even have to put words to it. It was just very clearly 
a bad look for Trump. Well, and of note, the complaint never actually says that, you know, what they are alleging he did, he didn't do. There's yeah, no but- there's no <laughs> denial of the yeah. crimes that they allege in it. Yeah, they can't they can't even reference what what we're talking about. It's just a bunch of like, well, let's write some poetry and uh, <laughs> and that'll be our case. Like, yeah, they can't reference what was actually going on there because then it'd have to address it. And there's no denying it because of the fucking evidence. <laughs> and them basing this on her signing that confidentiality agreement, that's already failed once. That's what they were leaning on when they tried to stop this book from being published. Their argument was, well, she signed a confidentiality agreement. And the judge's argument, I believe, was, well, you weren't fucking president then, pal. It's different now. Well, a big part of, I'm assuming you're talking about the Simon and Schuster and Mary Trump case. Okay. Yeah. So that in the TRO case on that one, temporary restraining order was trying to get them to stop publishing. One of the big parts was also... Uh, Simon and Schuster didn't sign the settlement agreement. They did not, you know, receive funds in exchange for the agreement to not publish. They weren't parties and you cannot hold them to a settlement agreement they were involved in. Yeah. And this reminds me a lot. I can never remember his name, but there's a comedian out there who worked with Trump on the Miss Teen USA pageant and he signed an NDA. But since Trump became president, he he has literally said, hey, fuck that NDA. He's president now. And he's got a whole bit about how Trump would crush and snort Adderall like constantly. And he alleged that Trump is still crushing and snorting Adderall and no one sued him. Like, I, I feel like if that wasn't true, that would be a pretty easy lawsuit to pull off. Well, I'm also imagining that he they can't collect one hundred million dollars from him. So, yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Well, I'm to say I do really like the the language that w- that was it the judge that ruled in her favor regarding the whole uh, NDA confidentiality clause when he was like that. Well, I mean, you you already you already paraphrased it, but I just love the wording that you know the context of the uh, the circumstances of the Trump family in 2020 would offend public policy as a prior restraint on protected speech. I think that's just a really great way to put that. Yeah. Well, and I would uh, say it's a important to know and unfortunately in the articles i was looking at they didn't seem to quite understand what was happening here this is mostly against mary that she broke the contract the the claims against the times are they induced her to break the contract mm-hmm. that, they, that they their actions her caused her so two things about that first of all she had already you know we already have this ruling that she was intending to break the confidentiality settlement with the book deal so was she really induced um, and then the yeah. other thing that'll be interesting is uh, the judge in the TRO also noted that the confidentiality section of the settlement agreement was overly vague. And at one point he says something like so many words saying nothing in regards to the <laughs> confidentiality portion of that. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I just uh, the fact that they didn't attach the settlement agreement that they quote pretty heavily from it but they don't attach it seems a little sketch to me particularly because mary can come back and just attach it to her response at that point but i also circling back to the fact that the information that she provided to the times is part of what led to the investigations that are going on in new york you can't contract against something illegal so if it turns out that the information she has would be provided to law enforcement because it's evidence of a crime you can't contract 
to not snitch. That's not how this works. <laughs> that's how it worked. The mafia would have lawyers that all they did was contract against people. So yeah. I, I would not be surprised if the judge in this case says, I think we have to wait and see what comes of the criminal investigation before I make a determination about what she did. Yeah, that makes sense. God, I hope he goes to prison. I mean, it's never oh, going to happen. I, I, look, he... The wheels of justice turn slowly. We needed to have a fucking tribunal, like, <laughs> like a year ago. I don't under... Like, uh, whatever. I won't get started. Uh, let's talk about another Trump-related lawsuit. There's, I mean, one of probably dozens that so we don't many. know about. Just so many. That guy's been sued for sexual assault like 13 times. Yeah. He's like Madonna in piracy. <laughs> like she just steals from people and gets sued for it. And no one ever does anything about He's it. He's like stupider John Gotti, where it's yeah. just like he just nothing's going to stick to him somehow, even though everyone knows, you know, this other lawsuit he just announced recently. He's leading a class action lawsuit against Facebook, Twitter and Google, in addition to their CEOs over claims of censorship after the company suspended and banned his account. This is another thing where it's like, there's no good guy here. Yeah, I mean, far be it for me to stick up for Twitter. <laughs> but I guess here goes, because of, of the two, I, I definitely well, like yeah. Trump a little less. Yeah, uh, He was permanently banned from Twitter and suspended from Facebook for at least two years in response to posts he made regarding the January 6th Capitol riot. Lawsuit is backed by the America First Policy Institute, which is a nonprofit that focuses on advancing Trump's policies. <laughs> what a bunch of fucking bootlickers. Yeah. And yeah. Everybody probably, that works there, they should be real proud of themselves. This is probably just going to get thrown out, right? Because do Twitter and Facebook, they're not really bound by those First Amendment laws that Trump so, is referencing. Yeah, so here, my particular favorite part, this is in the, uh, the Twitter lawsuit. Plaintiff in the class, bring this lawsuit pursuant to Rule 23B2 and 3. Know them and love them. <laughs> that all Twitter platform members who reside in the United States between June 1st and 2018 today and in, had their access to social media accounts wrongly restricted or curtailed by these defendants and who were damaged thereby. Now, the important part about that is a class action is a specific group of people who were all harmed in the same way. Donald Trump's account on Twitter being removed has a very different set of harms than my Twitter that I log into every other month being removed. Yeah, so right. I, 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 particularly in terms of the class action, that's going to fail right away. He does not have a class. There, there isn't a subset of former presidents who have active Twitter accounts who have been removed that can all come together and show that they were damaged by the same company in the same way for the same reason. He doesn't have a class, and he's also got no class. Oh! Hey. Hey. Yeah, what I would like to see come from this is Twitter just says, you know what? If you're president, you can't be on Twitter. Seriously. Like that, that, Seriously. That, the minute Obama got on Twitter, we all should have been like, nope. Nope. Get off. Don't you're not don't be on Twitter, but we wholeheartedly embraced it. Now, here we are. Yeah. And Ugh. it's interesting. He's essentially it's um by being on Twitter. He is alleging that because he was president and on Twitter, he somehow made Twitter a branch of the federal government. And therefore, they are acting as a branch of the government when they blocked him, therefore restricting his streets as a government agency. Um, so yeah, it's, that's it's a complicated kind of a bizarre argument. 
yeah, a way to do this is like, well, I've turned this into a federal thing. Even though they're not federal employees, it's still not a branch of the federal government. But because I'm on it, that makes it part of the federal government that then restricted my own speech. Yeah, that's insane. That's like saying Animal Crossing is a wing of the government if Trump plays it. Exactly. So and in particular, what they're trying to go after is Section 230, which is the section of the Communications Act that says that just because you host, that you enable people to be on the Internet does not mean that you are required to be obligated for everything that they put on the Internet, that you can censor to an extent without being considered a branch of the government. It has alarmed me a little bit how uh, a lot of people on the left have jumped on that argument, too. And have argued that we should get rid of Section 230. And it's like, no, we shouldn't. Like, I get that some hate speech websites let their members post hate speech. But at some point, you do have to be like, well, that's how the First Amendment works. And people... It's just a flawed logic because the logic begins with the idea that the Internet is within the purview of the federal government of the United States of America. How many websites are hosted overseas? We have no Mm -hmm. jurisdiction there. That's... It's absurd to think that we as one country can control what everyone else is doing on the internet. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's that weird intersection where nationalism disagrees with, you know, uh, pri- uh, private, uh, you know, uh, capitalism and also disagrees with, you know, concepts like free speech. It's just like, it's, there's, it's, it's complicated, but it is also like, I, I agree with you, Adam. I don't think that... <sighs> The idea that people are like, well, we should get rid of, uh, you know, the platforms. We should deplatform all of these people. And I'm all for like deplatforming certain people uh, for sure. But I think that's like this weird, like, I don't even think it's a leftist response. I think it's like a, it's kind of like a neoliberal response where it's just like, well, if we deplatform these people, we don't have to worry about doing the work of confronting fascism. We don't have to worry about doing the work of confronting, you know, far right extremists. Uh, because they'll just be deplatformed and that'll take care of it. And it's like, no, you still are going to have to like, you know, confront these ideas. Uh, you know, like go out and punch a Nazi. Uh, that's that will do more than deplatforming, probably. Uh, I mean, in, in a lot of cases, like I still think. And more importantly, fire Nazis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do not employ them. Do yeah. not make their behavior socially acceptable. Make them have actual social consequences yeah it's well it's like every punker every every kid who is in a punk or metal scene in like the you know 80s or 90s can tell you like i guess we're not kids anymore we're all in our 40s or 50s but like that's how you you just you have to confront them in the space and keep them out like and yeah that's firing is a part of that the the only thing in this lawsuit that i sort of agree with is when he points out tech platforms penalizing people who push things like the COVID lab leak theory or alternative COVID treatments. And it's like, I don't know if we like, I think that that speaks to what Andy is saying, where I think the better course of action would just be to publish your own information that refutes that. I mean, yeah, but the problem there is like who's who's going to get signal boosted more. And that's, you know, what what avenue like more people are going to see the lie than are going to see the the facts refuting it. And also there are people who like, you know, we talk about identity politics all the time and how it's like a problem with, you know, uh, the liberal side of things. But like, it's just as huge a problem with the conservative side. Like their identity politics are white nationalism and they only trust certain sources like One American News or Fox News. And it's like, those people are never going to give the airtime 
to the the you know the facts. <laughs> yeah. So like it's a yeah, whole just... you know it's a whole large group of people that are never going to be exposed to these things because they're they only trust these certain sources because we let Rupert Murdoch do whatever the fuck he wanted to. But is it a better course of action to force them all onto their own social media sites that are going to truly be <laughs> unchecked? No, but like, you know, the well, who is it that just got hacked? Uh the the host for like Parlor and Oh yeah. all of these other uh, uh right-wing social media hubs got got all their shit hacked recently well be better at computers dummies <laughs> right yeah i don't so, i don't yeah. know, i mean i know obviously i don't i'm sorry i don't know what the answer is i just it's 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 a well mess. we're gonna stay on this podcast until you come up with it oh gosh okay all right let me get so, some coffee i hope you weren't planning to watch football today damn it but Iowa's gonna obliterate colorado state well can i just as this is just me being a very petty human being because I want to do that sometime. I don't trust attorneys who can't even spell their own name correctly. <laughs> Did that happen? Oh, yeah. One of the attorneys, Frank C. And I'm going to say his name wrong. Dudenheffer. I'm sorry. Oh, hold up. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? Because this is this is. Oh, yeah. I want. Oh, I got. I want Owen I Wilson playing. I want Owen Wilson playing this guy in a movie. Duden Heffer. Duden Heffer. D u d e n f h e f e r. However, <laughs> in the complaint, it's spelled with a ph. How do you not notice your own damn name is spelled wrong? Wow. Yeah, that's 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 some that's some careful lawyering right there. Well, I would is, also note one is his stage name and one is his real name. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. And I would say Duden Heffer in particular is an interesting choice because he's a he's an attorney out of New Orleans. This is not going to trigger anything for anyone who's not in the legal field, but Louisiana operates under the Napoleonic Code. It is an entirely different form of legal system than any of the other 50 states. So everyone else is under English common law of some sort, and it's evolved similarly. But Louisiana operates under an entirely different code. So what you're doing with a Louisiana-based attorney in your lawsuit who is going to be familiar with an entirely different set of rules is an interesting choice. Huh. Yeah, that is that is crazy. How did that happen? <laughs> How do we let that still happen? Do they use the metric system too? So so the Napoleonic Code is essentially the metric system of legal. Um, It's it's, uh, a holdover from the fact that they were part of the Louisiana Purchase. They just never changed their system. And because we are 50 autonomous states for a lot of things, they just held on to it and never switched over. So they (laughs) just have all kinds of weird rules. Uh... I remember my first day of undergrad learning that we will not know anything about Louisiana because they operate under the Napoleonic Code. And that's all I know about the Napoleonic Code is that it's different and we will not learn it. But like God. I said, all of contract law in any other state is is English common law. It's things that came over from England. None of that applies in Louisiana. They have their own set of rules from their own case law. This whole fucking country, just everything in it <laughs> is just like... Uh, I don't know. Pave over it. <laughs> like, it's just so. Like I, I did not know this. That is, that is insane. We just yeah. We should just be fifty countries. Like, what's the point anymore? Yeah, yeah. It's uh. There's a lot of talk. There's a universal bar exam, and there's quite a few states that have adopted it. My state actually will adopt it for the the uh, exam I will take. 
Uh, but when we talk about this, what's brought up frequently is California will never be UBE because you all are very proud of your 26% passageway. You are protecting the public from bad attorneys. And Louisiana will never be UBE because they operate on an entirely different system that you can't incorporate into what we wow. do in all other states. So that's that's weird. Yeah, I like that he hired the wrong attorney for this. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I also want to point out one of the other attorneys, John Cole. Uh, he's Greta Van Susteren's husband. Oh. He's an OT6 level Scientologist. Oh, oh no. wow. Just every every proper noun in that sentence just like <laughs> made it a whole new story. And he still uses an AOL account. Boom. Right oh. there. Right there. That's the fucking twist. <laughs> How you can you can still just log into those? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me like whenever I see someone using a Hotmail account, it's like have some self respect. <laughs> what is wrong with you? There are other free sites. Why? Why continue? There's so many options for email. <laughs> so let's talk about one last lawsuit. No. This is another antitrust lawsuit against big tech, and uh, I think this one probably has a better chance of uh making some headway maybe and uh i don't know if i disagree with this one i i uh amazon is a problem and uh, <laughs> oh you don't say, you mean the company that's building <laughs> factory towns is a problem yeah go figure uh washington dc attorney general carl racine filed a, a suit against amazon back in may over claims that the company is breaking the law by unfairly crushing competition no no never heard of it what, what are you talking about this is insane that original filing was over claims made by some independent merchants who sell on amazon's platform and they claim the company punishes them if they list their products for less on their own websites or other shopping sites like walmart.com yeah also walmart.com also should be destroyed I would agree with that. Uh, so in other words, they're saying Amazon is in a roundabout way controlling prices on shopping sites all over the internet through this practice. And what's crazy is Amazon doesn't really deny it. They, they say sellers can list their products for whatever price they want, but that Amazon can choose not to highlight products that are competitively priced. So in other words, you're selling on Amazon. It's the wrong price. People search for your product and they just don't find it. Or it's like on page five or something. The deeper I get into Amazon search results, the more skeptical I get of the stuff that's being sold. It's like, why are you on page seven? What did you do wrong? And now I know they just uh, probably listed their stuff at a different price. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they apparently just, this, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, they just somehow pissed off the company that, you know, makes auto like robot voices scream at their drivers for looking at the rear view mirror. Man, those Amazon vans, those are a problem. Oof. That is just a big ass surveillance network. That's all that is. Yeah. Well, and the people that are driving them are all just going to have PTSD, like for literally for the rest of their lives, <laughs> because they have robot voices in their cars yelling at them when they take their <laughs> eyes off the road. It's insane. I would yeah, say I don't I don't know about the rest of the country, but uh, the, the lovely young man who delivers the Amazon van products in our neighborhood on the weekend just blaring the early 2000s rap and i love him oh, he's my favorite yes. human being on earth i can hear him a mile down the road and i adore him yeah we had at my last apartment we had a fedex driver who would do that he would just park his shit in the street go hand out his packages and would just leave fucking two live crew level explicit rap music just playing <laughs> 
And it was the best goddamn thing. Yeah, apparently suing tech companies for antitrust laws is kind of tricky so, on account of yeah, how those laws have been Microsoft, written. the biggest failure of antitrust, I think, in modern history. Oh, that's right. 95, they tried to break up Microsoft and it was an epic failure because those laws were written for oil and coal barons, not, you know, computers and dweebs. Yeah, this is, right. this. I was going to say, this is the part that's most surprising to me about this entire story, is discovering that there were still any antitrust laws on the books. Oh, they're there. We just don't enforce them. <laughs> we just never enforce them. Yeah, that's that's one of the, the unique things about this suit, is they're trying to circumvent that by claiming that exact thing, that, well, what they're doing is like what they were doing in the 19th century with railroads and oil barons, uh, just by... St- Strong arming competition and raising prices at will, and and building factory towns. Yes, they're and not allowing jobs, their employees Andy. to unionize. <laughs> oh, cre- yeah, that's right. I forgot they are job creators. They're job creators. We should be thanking them. Mm-hmm. Not allowing their employees to unionize. They don't even let them use the fucking bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that's probably because they'll go in there and try to unionize. <laughs> unionize? We're not even going to let you urinize. Oh. Hey. I'll be here. I hope never that's again. a sign hanging in every Amazon <laughs> warehouse. They have a union avoidance position and a urine avoidance position. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that all happened back in May, and then in August they amended this lawsuit to include uh, first-party sellers, which are what Amazon calls their wholesalers. The uh, the the, the third-party marketplace is made up of millions of independent merchants who rely on Amazon's logistics and fulfillment services. And Amazon puts this thing in place called the Minimum Margin Agreement that uh, has the, the lawsuit claims the practical effect of incentivizing wholesalers to raise their prices for marketplaces outside of Amazon. So basically, Amazon, if you sell there, they have a, a certain amount that they require that they make off of what you're selling. And if you're missing that, you're going to have to make up those margins somewhere else. So this suit is arguing that people are raising their prices on other marketplaces to make up for that margin on Amazon. I don't know if that's as good of an argument because I, I would don't be know how curious you prove to that. see how many of these wholesalers are actually selling on other marketplaces i'd be curious to see the breakdown of who who that group of individuals is yeah because how many other marketplaces are there i guess walmart.com are there there's there's places people can buy stuff there's etsy or mira um but i i just imagine if you're if you're a small seller you probably just pick one place that you do all your stuff through and it's Amazon having the logistics they have, why would you go anywhere else? Yeah. 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 All of my friends who have books published are, are like, you just get it on Amazon. It's, it's the best for me. And I'm just like, why? Come on, can't I just, is there someone else I can buy from? And they're like, no, it's cheapest on Amazon and it, it, it boosts my profile more. And I just, yeah. every time I'm like, I, I got to do it a different way. I can't. Basically, this complaint alleges that these agreements reduce other online marketplaces' ability to compete with Amazon by offering lower prices to consumers, and that the practice results in reduced competition among online marketplaces and higher prices to consumers. Uh, This is a quote. I filed this antitrust lawsuit to stand up for consumers, hold Amazon accountable for its anti-competitive practices, and protect competition. We're continuing to do just that with this amended complaint 
that adds more of Amazon's misconduct. Jack Evans, spokesperson for Amazon, said this in response. The D.C. Attorney General has it exactly backwards. Sellers set their own prices for the products they offer in our store. Amazon takes pride in the fact that we offer low prices across the broadest selection And like any store, we reserve the right not to highlight offers to customers that are not priced competitively. The relief the attorney general seeks would force Amazon to feature higher prices to customers, oddly going against core objectives of antitrust law. So they're basically saying, yeah, we do this, but it's fine. This motherfucker sounds like Alec Baldwin's character from Glengarry Glen Ross if he was trying to sell us on an invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> like it's this, like it's just like, uh, there's the, this guy, him saying this, he doesn't, he's dead behind his eyes when he smiles. I can tell that. Like, because this is, this is some freedom is slavery shit. <laughs> like it's fucking. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is, just one of a few different antitrust cases that Amazon's fighting currently. I'd be fine if they lost them all. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. As convenient as Amazon is, I'm not going to deny that. But I mean, yeah. I will say I, I am consistently frustrated with we're going to use antitrust to go after Amazon. Interesting. Can you explain to me why you have not reached out to any of the cable companies about their active willingness to not compete and get bringing internet to rural areas. There are hundreds of thousands of customers who do not have access to reliable internet, and it's because the major telecom companies are refusing to compete for that service. That is antitrust violations. Also, when I was in high school, there were, what, eight cell phone providers? There are three now. How are those yeah. not violations of antitrust? You, you pride yourself on splitting up Belcom back in the day, and now we're back to where we were before. So, I, you know... I appreciate that they're trying to enforce some kind of antitrust. I find it so frustrating that Amazon is where they think the major problem. We have utilities not going to people who need them, particularly during a pandemic where if you had busted up these fuckers in the past, maybe everyone in rural areas would have been better served during a pandemic. But no, we got to go after Amazon now. So I, I... I am of two minds because I, as much as I do think they are violating antitrust laws, why are you not doing things that better the daily lives of more people first? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this government doesn't want people in rural areas to have the same access to information that everyone else <laughs> no, does. No, because then they don't have to tell them things. <laughs> Right. Like, and then those people might not be uh, as right wing as they are. Yeah, now. I mean, maybe it's maybe. I mean, it's a lot. You know, yeah. Every uh, thanks, Clinton. Thanks, Telecommunications Act. Thanks. All that shit. Like a lot of it needs to be fixed. But also like, fuck Amazon. Fuck Jeff Bezos. Fuck, you know, I mean, he's not even there anymore, but it's just, there's a lot of villains. There's a lot of villains, and I'm just happy to see one of them being gone after. Yeah. The other thing I worry about is if this goes the way of Microsoft, if they fail somehow, (sighs) this could set back government interest in enforcing antitrust for another 20 years. If they succeed on Amazon, maybe that'll be the shot in the arm they need to go after other organizations another one that's truly bothers me is religious organizations snatching up hospitals and then being able to object to providing certain care yeah, yeah. Uh, forcing people to leave the state without the need for legislative legislative involvement because they can't receive care where they're at um but yeah if this fails my 
biggest concern is it will set the government back from ever trying to enforce antitrust again. And there are a lot of organizations that this legislation could break up and bring a lot of help to people who actually need it. So, yeah. yeah. It's a concern either way. I mean, me, you know, I, now I really hope it works. Then, <laughs> right? Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Uh, I think that I think that's it for 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 lawsuits that we got to talk Are about. You sure? Does anyone have any have any final thought? I mean, there's so many more, but we only have. <laughs> we so did much it. Time. We did all the lawsuits. Do do does anyone have any final thoughts on any of this? Uh, let's see. I hope uh, Spencer Eldon loses his suit. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm actually just going to go to Vegas and uh, start placing some bets on these. Uh, can, we, can we do that? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, can, like you can oh, bet yeah. on anything. I'm going to bet Vegas. on. I'm yeah, going right? to bet on Iowa, and I'm going to bet on <laughs> Nirvana, and I'm going to bet- <laughs> Washington D.C. Attorney General Carl uh, Racine. Definitely betting on Jay Z, Team Rock, all the way. Uh, they're going to they cover they're the gonna, They're going to cover though. the spread on that for sure. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, do so it. yeah, I think I think that's an episode, right? I think so. I don't know why I'm asking you to. It's my podcast. It's your yeah, show. You decide what an I stopped, episode is. I stopped is. recording 45 minutes ago. We've just been talking <laughs> this whole time. Oh, that's I don't perfect. Know if either of you knew that? Hey, thank you both for doing the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here, Andy? How about you? Well, over at Look Good for the Boys, we just did a. I know I'm plugging a show that's not on the podcast, uh, not on the network. <laughs> I don't care. We just did two crossover episodes with um, uh, Bunk 237, and those should be coming out uh, Monday and Tuesday. And we've got a new season starting October 1st, and there are ghoul schools on the way. I promise. Oh, I know sure I say are. this every time, but there are some on the way. That is the Sasquatch of podcasts. <laughs> Just rarely seen. Uh, Rebecca, do you have anything you want people to know? So I would say first and foremost... If you are not subscribed to the Patreon for Unpops, Adam does an amazing amount of work to get information to people, and you should absolutely be subscribing to that. Once you have done that, if you could please support organizations that are helping people in Texas and the states surrounding Texas get access to health care, please do. Not only is this hurting women in Texas, but it is hurting women in the surrounding states because now we have a swarm of people leaving the state to receive health care, which is creating a line for others in their own states who are looking for that health care. So please reach out to organizations. Planned Parenthood in particular is suing individual groups, which I would love oh, to wow. send you some information on, uh, to preclude them from snitching in Texas. So please oh, give shit. money to them and other organizations that support women's ability to receive the health care that should be a right in this country. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't, Rebecca already did my plugs for me. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm launching a sub stack soon called Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Friends, where uh, you can give me money to write like I used to back in the day. I have another plug. Uh, oh, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. People are definitely Sorry. still listening. Let's hear it. Uh, well, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, October 8th. If you're an adult uh, and you live in this Minneapolis-St. Paul area at the Poor House downtown at 8 p.m. October 8th, Sovereign Tease is doing a burlesque show called Horror Movie Marathon, and Look Good for the Boys will be there doing, we'll be doing our thing uh, involved with a live show there, including trivia nice. with prizes. So Marathon. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
All right, let's get out of here. Rebecca, say goodbye. Goodbye. Andy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I'm